Aliens Explored is a podcast exploring famous and obscure cases of UFO sightings, alien abductions and other strange events from both a believing and a sceptical perspective whilst keeping an open mind. I'm Stu Jackson, a professional actor and amateur ufologist with a particular interest in the crop circle phenomenon. I'll be debating that otherworldly visitations are real. The truth is out there. And I'm Neil Kelly. I'm a professional actor as well and used to work for the military as an intelligence analyst. I'll be arguing from a more doubtful point of view. I mean, it's all a bit far-fetched, isn't it? In 1995, a 17-minute black-and-white film depicting a secret medical examination of an alien was released by London-based entrepreneur Ray Santilli. It was later revealed that Ray Santilli, amongst others, recreated scenes from a video he had seen earlier. Some still believe this footage to be genuine, whilst others decry it as pure fake. Join myself and Neil as we try to uncover the truth of the alien autopsy video on Aliens Explore. Hello listeners and welcome back to Aliens Explored, your weekly podcast looking at uh, UFOs, unidentified aerial phenomena and related strange phenomena here at ground level. Um, I'm one of your hosts, Neil Kelly. And I'm your other host, Stu Jackson. And uh, this week we're going to be looking at um, oh, the, the alien autopsy movie, film, we should say, film. Well, the, the original... Video, yes, not not the so there was a 2006 film about the original video, but it's the original video that we're, we're well, looking the, at. The original film, which was um, which was a 1947 of a, supposedly an authentic autopsy on the body of an alien recovered from the 1947 crash of a flying disc near Roswell, and uh, but th- there was a film indeed made in. 2006 at, at Ealing Studios. Yes, um, called, British comedy. A British comedy called Alien Autopsy, um, starring um, Ant and Deck. Um, for, yeah. for our, um, for our um, non-British listeners, that would be uh, Ant McPartlin and Declan Donnelly, who are more commonly um, a TV presenter duo. But, well, um, they started as actors. They, started uh, as actors. they were on a, a show up in the northeast. Um, I remember when I mm. started very, very early on in my acting career. Uh, they, they were, I think they were child actors at the time, um, making quite a name for themselves on a show called Biker Grove. I remember. I remember it well. Uh, you remember Biker Grove, as, yeah. Uh, uh, well, that's that's how as, they got so, their name. Yeah. It's only later they became talk show hosts and talk show, but, but have been for have a, a very long time and are very well established. Oh, yeah. And you yes. can't get away from them, whether it's on a talent show or no. I'm a celebrity. Famous for that and drink driving now. Alleged yes. drink driving. Um, but also some big <laughs> names in the film: Bill Pullman, Harry Dan Steeton, um, and Omid Jalili, who's yes. probably more of a big name here, and Jimmy Carr, of course. Not more yes. known as a comedian, but yes. So, a film was made about the events around this um, this nineteen forty seven old footage being presented as genuine. It it was a comedy, a comedy dramatization. I'm going to say um, mm. now. Now I'm going to so 
uh, I'm going to say one one opinion about that film. Mm. Um, it's an entertaining film. I've, I've got to say, I have watched it. Right. Um, but by putting two main actors in it who are known for comedy and presenters, as you, as you mm. rightly say, um, by making it a comedy, actually it takes all the seriousness out of the entire subject matter. Mm, as and I, I think, think it it's, would. it's quite a, you know, it's <sighs> it's almost like a disinformation. Um, oh, so just, they're, they're they're running um, running interference on the whole thing. I think I think could, so. Could they be part um, of the conspiracy? Because this cause this has been sponsored by yeah, Ealing Studios. Are they being sponsored by the Pentagon now? To um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going. I'm not going that far down the rabbit hole. Um, but uh, we, I mean. Let's not forget we have talked uh, in previous episodes about the interference from um, sort of major movie studios mm. uh, and production companies in in trying to uh, sort of acclimatise people. That was was my argument. Um, mm. So it wouldn't be the first time that no that uh, that they had got involved in such a thing. Mm. So I can certainly see it as a possibility, but. Uh, but anyway, that's that's that moving, not what we're talking about. So, the one we're talking about is a 17-minute black and white film, which was allegedly uh, an alien autopsy from the uh, the beings who were recovered from the Roswell crash, the famous yes. Roswell, New Mexico crash of 1947. It was released in 1995 um, and first shown uh, on Fox Television's um, fact or fiction uh, hosted by Jonathan Frakes because I'm a big Star Trek fan so uh, <laughs> Jonathan Frakes of course famously on Star Trek The Next but, Generation but Fox well Television that, 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 that famous deep well of reliable information I know right <laughs> <laughs> now I, I'm going to so, so I imagine that the first argument you're going to give against this is the fact that it's a fake and it is a fake um, and I it, it's acknowledge a, it's a fake. It's a fake. I mean, it, this this film fell into the hands of uh, an entrepreneur called Ray Santilli, um, yeah. who said it was given to him by a retired military cameraman who wished to remain anonymous. Well, and, sold. Um, it, it wasn't yeah, given. It look, was sold for quite a while. Uh, it's supplied <laughs> to him. So supplied <laughs> to him for for an amount of money. Um, well, I don't know if he made if he made the whole story up, then the no money changed hands because the cameraman didn't exist. But but he he claimed that um, the film had deteriorated to the extent that he'd he'd actually reconstructed parts of it. And I suppose those are the bits we yes <laughs> large parts of it. Well, yes, um, he he does say that there are some of the original frames that they managed to save mm. that are in this video but what now and and do you know what Ray Santley if, if you listen to this please please do get in touch because my question is why won't you specify which frames they are that's a good question Ray um, I, yeah. hope, I hope you'll respond for what reason are you withholding that information? I mean, it's your information to withhold. I fully acknowledge that. I just want to know what your reasoning is because it guts the argument mm. for me. If you said, look, these are the, you know, 
I don't know. Um, that that's something that I I do struggle with. Um, but yeah, did you? So in in doing your research for this today, Neil, mm. um, did you did you watch the the seventeen minutes footage? I didn't know. Okay, <laughs> I I have seen it before. Right. Okay. So you're already familiar with it. I mean, it was yes. pretty famous at the time. Yeah, it to was. To be fair, um, and and having heard of it before, so I mean, obviously, it was like it was a massive thing when it came out, especially mm. in the UFO community, um, when we we all believed it to be genuine, mm. um, and certainly for for over ten years, we believed it to be. Act- genuine footage um but there are some people who still do Hmm. it's got to be said um who still say no it's genuine footage and it's all disinformation they're trying to make us believe it's not real um i might be quite extreme in some of my views Hmm. but i don't believe that um i do i do believe it's a recreation do do you believe that any of it was original what I believe is that there was an original film mm. that, that Ray Santilli saw um, and that was recreated whether there's any original frames in um, I mean bear in mind there's, there's frames in there that are completely whited out so Mm. Those might be the ones that he's saying are included. I don't know. I mean, without knowing which frames he's saying, it's very hard to say. Um, but there's a few things. So, so for me, one of the... So, I mean, it's a 17-minute film, but um, Santilli said that um, they admitting that the film was actually a reconstruction um, containing, as they said, on, only a, a few frames from the original 22 rolls of film and mm. each one averaging four minutes in length so that's that's 24 of those 50 foot super 8 films yes. that, that people would have for home movies 22 of those and out of that they edited, edited that down to a 17 minute film and that's now deteriorated well does, does film deteriorate I mean if if you even oh god take, yes really because, oh yeah, no, because, um, that's a no a, a big no, thing in my, in filmmaking um, was the deterioration of celluloid film. Yeah, but this it one, has to be kept airtight. And, this wasn't celluloid know, film. This is modern day film, isn't it? It's not the old stuff, the highly explosive stuff. Is it? Well, this I'm, I'm saying celluloid. I might be using the wrong term, but even you know your your footage out of your camera. I mean. You know your your pocket camera that you used to use a roll of film with. Mm. Um, you probably remember yourself. You know, if you left the film in the camera too long, it knackered it. There's that, yeah, because enough light would seep in, I guess, to to ruin it. But if you exposed film that you've actually taken, my, my brother had a cine camera for a while, you know, a, a clockwork cine camera which shot standard eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and he couldn't afford to shoot that much because it was expensive. And I, th- I think my mum had a Super 8 for a while. Um, so we're talking back in the 1970s. Well, that film is still good. 50 years on, that film's still yes. good. It's not been kept in a desert. 
No, it's been kept in a shoebox in an attic, but it's still good. So okay. Unless he's um, really taken bad, or unless it, it, I mean, I don't know when modern day that what what we would have seen as film became film when they stopped. I mean, it's very different from the kind of stuff that they used that that Charlie Chaplin or Buster Keaton would have used. That that was celluloid well, film that, yeah, that probably had a much shorter life. Well, but, that's it, and it's what would have been used in 1947. It, it, is it? Well, yeah, because that's when I, it, I suppose claiming it, was, it was shot. I mean, do you know what I'm using as my reference? I'm using the, the Quentin Tarantino film, Inglorious Bastards, where they decide <laughs> they're going to roast all these, they're going to lock all these Nazis inside a cinema and burn them, and they're using highly explosively flammable celluloid film which is stacked up in a great heat behind the screen, which um, they're going to put a match to. I've never seen that film, so I'm afraid I can't comment. But th this would have been in 1944, so it's it's not much of a leap for me to, su to suppose that in 1947, the military was still using that kind of film that probably deteriorated. Actually, if you look at the recipe for celluloid film, um, which involves dissolving rags into a, a solution of sulfuric acid and nitric acid it's almost the same recipe as for making gun cotton the first truly <laughs> high explosive that's how explosive right. this stuff is yeah that sounds like something from the anarchist cookbook that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah um okay so i mean so they i, I think you've just argued you <laughs> Yeah, so okay, this film, yeah, so okay, I accept that this was made on the same kind of film. That the only thing I do know is that um, the film was fine until it was exposed to the air, hmm. and that's when it started to deteriorate. But it deteriorated very rapidly. So, Ray Santilli was shown this film um, by this guy who had kept that the story goes. He, he 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 took this footage. Um, he, he was instructed to go along with his camera to take lots of footage, which he did. Um, then he was sat on this footage, and he was waiting for someone to come and say, "Right, okay, we've come to pick up this these rolls of film," and just nobody ever did. Mm. Um, and it fell through the cracks. Now, as a military man, I, I'm sure you can understand that happening. Yes. Um, <laughs> Going back to the 1940s, even more possible, I would say, especially oh. when they're now, you know, remember how uh, the government was flim-flamming over, oh, it's an actual UFO, oh, no, it isn't, it's a weather balloon, oh, no, it's not, it's something, you know, it's light from Mars, oh. you know, over a gas swamp or something stupid, you know. Um, so they were the, sort of flim-flamming back and forth with the press, so something like that getting overlooked, I can really easily see happening. Um, this guy doesn't know what to do with it. I don't know how Ray Santilli got in touch with him or, or how it came about hmm. that they spoke to each other. But but after seeing this footage, um, the story is that Ray Santilli then went off to, to basically raise the money to find it. And it took him so long to raise it that... Hmm. Um, in this time, the the film had deteriorated. Uh, so yeah, so he recreated it. Now, Ray Santilli um, was an entrepreneur. I mean, that's a a nice way of saying he he 
did a bit of everything. <laughs> yeah, entrepreneur is a very double, a barbed term, really, isn't it? It's, uh... It can be. Um, but yeah, so he's certainly not an expert in the field. Let's, hmm. let's agree on that. Um, now, this, the, the original footage that he presented um, had been checked out by several people that, who hmm. watched it. Um, particularly, I'm going to um, <coughs> note Cyril Wecht, or Wecht, or the forensic pathologist who saw the film. F- yes, a forensic pathologist who looked at it and said, "Yes, those autopsy procedures are correct for the time." Right. Now, how would Ray Santilli know how to do it unless he'd seen it done? Bear in mind, this was nineteen. You know, in the nineteen nineties, you've not got Google. That's a good. You question. know, for him to, for him to recreate it um, with such accuracy that that this Cyril Wecht would be um, convinced by it. I mean, Cyril Wecht. To be clear, he never said that it was an alien, but he just commented on the the procedures and the techniques used. Mm. Um, I think he also talked about the tools that were used at the time. So that says to me that that Ray Santilli, what he saw, that he must have seen something that was genuine. Mm. Um, so there must have been something for him to recreate. Well, it was also the film was also viewed by a, a special effects makeup artist called Stan Winston, and a oh, cinematographer very Stan Winston. Yeah, and a cinematographer called uh, Alan Davio, um, yeah. who were really looking at really how authentic the film itself looked. Um, and again, they 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 didn't have a problem with its authenticity. They, they, they didn't say, oh, oh yeah, I can see why they're doing, we've done that trick. Yeah, they didn't see anything that made them say, no, this is just a complete, a complete yes, hammer, well, they, hammer house of horror hokum. Yeah. They looked at things like how it was shot. Um, they were looking to see, basically, if they could spot any special effects. Now, mm. when you're dealing with sort of an alleged alien body, it's really difficult to say whether it's special effects or not because mm. it's not going to be human. It's going to be yeah. different from human. That's pretty much as much as yeah. you can say. Um, but they were also looking at um, the quality of the film. The uh, So different film cameras have different looks to them. Um, and that was more pronounced sort of back in the 40s. But I believe... I'm right in saying that Ray Santilli used authentic equipment to make this, so so that would have yeah that would have convinced people yeah. now, at the time. Santilli claimed that the film he claimed to have viewed the original film in 1992. Yeah, um, but it became unusable by the time he made his film in in what 1995. Yeah, three years. Three years, but there was already. Um, a what, how old, 35-year-old 30, film. But it had been stored in airtight canisters until he was shown the film. That's when it was open, that's when it was exposed to the air. Right. And that's so, what started its degradation. So Santilli, the man who's saying, well, I've got this film, 
but it, it's degraded and I've I've replaced uh, I've reconstructed parts of it that have that have become unusable um, but I, actually it was me who degraded it well he, he I mean, was, if, if someone if someone shows you a film and it degrades because they've taken it out of the canister is it you who has degraded it well I would have thought can't you just put it back in the canister and won't that but yeah, but stop it's it degrading. No, well they did, but it's still been exposed to the air. And when you close the canister up, you're putting this humid air inside oh. it. You've broken the seal effectively. Um, but there's no, I mean, there's no vacuum pump or anything like that on these things. It would have been, it would have been put in a canister originally and just with just air in it. Or well, whatever, yes, but that's in the, that's yeah. in one particular environment, and whilst mm. the film is still fresh. Mm. Okay, I, I'm just trying to establish when this film deteriorated. So this I, film was was perfectly okay in 1992, but um, I'm not an expert in those things. But, but I it, am, it I am very, assured very, that yeah, it very, does happen. Very quickly deteriorated, so that by 1995 he'd realised this and had had reconstructed the missing bits yes obviously not the whole thing because there was as you rightly say uh, mm. 22 canisters at four minutes apiece um so but he's recreated kind of the main bits the the important bit so it's 22 separate canisters but a lot of it mm. would have been the cameraman um sort of approaching the hangar um going through the offices um maybe taking talking heads from um notable mm. people um and, th and none of that is really what none of that was the important bit mm. in this the important bit is the actual also how's it going to recreate an actual um genuine person you know doing a talking head because quickly that would be shown to be fake. See, I, I would have thought the easiest way um, to, to reconstruct um, an autopsy, rather than rely on some rapidly deteriorating old film that you hope you can see enough times to, to get on board with how it is in order to reconstruct it, you would actually get in um, an expert who does autopsies and say, just, you know, we, we've built, we've mocked up this alien. What did they make it out of? It was made out of sheep's brains and 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 all sorts yeah. of awful I th I in, think in jam um I th I th can you do I an autopsy on that and we'll, we'll film you doing it i and think then, you're misunderstanding uh, the timeline here so he was shown this film in private in secret yes as a look here it is it's for sale you get to see it once then i'm putting it away yeah. but if you want to buy it you can yeah so that's what happens in 1992 he's shown this film hmm. if he wants to see it again he's got to buy it so he goes away, spends three years trying to raise the money to buy it, manages to get the money, comes back, buys them, then discovers that they've deteriorated. Yeah, that was um, that was a that sounds like an old switcheroo there. Doesn't it? Here's the money. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't say that's an impossibility. Um, I. Don't know if I think that's what happened, but I mean, I, I yeah, I don't think this cameraman set out to 
to do that. Um, and if it's true that he has included original frames of footage, hmm. um, no, it would be the genuine, genuine footage from the camera. Pres- presumably, he's taken those surviving original frames and transferred them onto a more durable medium. Well, you know as much as I do. And uh, Ray, if you're listening to this, (laughs) do let us know. Um, Yes, do you have those original frames somewhere? I Um, mean, mean, your your corner photography shop can can take all sorts of old media, can't they? They can take your old 8mm films and give you an MPEG. They can indeed. So... Uh, I suppose in, the, in talking 1992, it would have either been transferred to a different film format or onto VHS video. Yeah, I would guess, or or laser disc or something, whatever the laser disc. I remember laser disc. Whatever. <laughs> That's the, getting off topic. Yeah. That's getting off topic a bit. But uh, yeah, okay. But, but presumably, um, yeah. So it, it's not. He, has, he hasn't just spliced those bits of. You wouldn't be able to because it would be a different. It'd be a different shaped film, wouldn't it? It would have different. Um, tractor holes and all sorts and it'd be a different in, in the same way that you can't play a, a Super 8 film through a, a, a standard 8 camera it doesn't no. work for... no but but coming back to your idea that maybe you know it was switched out and you know what he received wasn't the genuine thing mm. um, I'm even if that were the case He's still seen this original thing for him to make the recreation from. I, I don't believe that someone. Here's me. Yeah, this this is my job here to say I don't believe. <laughs> I, I don't believe that a, an entrepreneur with no medical training could see an autopsy film once and then re- recreate it authentically enough to convince a medical expert. Um, I, I think that when he did his reconstruction, he had people there. Or either the person doing it, or being advised, or the person doing it being advised by someone who knows how to do autopsies. You cut here, and then you cut here, and then you pull this out, and so that when a, a medical expert looks at it, they say, "Yeah, that looks like that's how I do an autopsy." Well, we know who was involved in the making of it. I mean, that's the thing. Um, we know everyone involved. None mm. of them have that level of forensic knowledge. Um, and you also, you know yourself, the more people you get involved hmm. um, in a project, the, the harder it is to keep quiet. Yeah. And he did, he kept this quiet for 10 years. Yeah, he did. I mean, there were people right from the outset who, who claimed it wasn't real, um, but they didn't come forward with any any reasonable um, argument for it but yeah uh, well let's let's summarize what we think there so i think it's safe to say that you don't think this is based on a real is that fair to say um i'm taking this story at face value and santilli has said that it was a that this film is largely a reconstruction that he made it Mm-hmm. Um, the, the the film that viewers would have seen on Fox TV, or on uh, Eamon Holmes's uh, Eamon Investigates Alien Autopsy, which went oh, yes. out a few days before, <laughs> and which uh, Eamon Holmes referred to it as a, a fake, even though 
he liked to use the word fake, even though Santilli was saying, no, it's reconstruction. I've told you it's a yeah. reconstruction. Oh, do yeah. you mean a fake? No, I mean a reconstruction. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that's, that's, I suppose, the thing. Do you believe it's a fake or do you believe it's a reconstruction? So I was just reading about how they reconstructed it, that how they how they made the um, how they made the the uh, two dummy alien bodies over a period of three weeks um, using casts containing sheep brains set in raspberry jam, chicken mm -hmm. entrails, and knuckle joints obtained from S C Crosby Wholesale Butchers of Smithfield Meat Market, London. Yeah. Um, Humphreys also played the role of the chief examiner in order to allow him to control the effects being filmed. Um, and after the filming, the team disposed of the bodies by cutting them into small pieces and placing them in rubbish bins across <laughs> yeah. London. Yeah. Just dumped them, it dumped it in people's bins. That's going well, to You've got to admire is. that, yeah. <laughs> it is. But where else do you get rid of knuckle joints, you know? Mm. <laughs> Yeah, so um, that the how is less important than the why, I think, mm. in this. Because, we, you know, we're acknowledging that this was uh, this was not genuine footage that we see. Mm. Um, but it's the, it's the whole, yeah, is it is it just, like, come from his own mind? Or or has he seen something that he's recreated? What, what do you think? Um, I think Santilli is a, a very, very innovative entrepreneur. He saw a... He saw a gap in the market because this story about an alien autopsy had been around for a long time. So it was quite a sensation when he was able to announce, yep, I've got the film and I'll sell the rights to it. I, I would like to know how much money he made out of it. Um, oh, quite a lot. He made he made quite a lot of money out of this film. He he um, claimed it was a reconstruction so that nobody could say, oh, and it's, it's all a load of old rubbish. He's saying, well, no, there was an original film, but it's deteriorated. Um yeah, hats off to Ray Santilli, but I, I, I don't think there was ever any real film of, of aliens being undergoing an autopsy. It won't surprise you to hear um, I sit on the other side of this fence. <laughs> um, that I think no, that there's too much detail um, that he just wouldn't have had had access to. Hmm. Um, that that he got right. That that convinced experts. Um, mm. No, I think I th I think he saw something. Um, genuinely think he saw something, and this is what he's he's recreated. So uh, I think what we're seeing is is all right. It's a recreation, so we can't look at it as being accurate. Mm. Um, but nonetheless, I think it's uh, it's a bit of a an indication as to the government having done this autopsy, and and I believe the records are out there somewhere um, that they've of their findings. But time will tell on that. I do acknowledge, hmm. though, that there are suspicious elements. This, like I say, the fact that. He doesn't say which frames. I, 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 I struggle to get past that one. Yeah, um, give us a call, Ray. Give us a... Yeah, do let us know if you're listening, Ray. Um, like uh, I said, just, just why he won't say... If there's a perfectly reasonable reason why he won't say which frames they are, 
then fair enough. Um, that and, does put me on a bit of a back foot. I'll be honest. But um, you know, if, if presumably the the surviving point once once he realised how much had deteriorated, presumably the the surviving bits were transferred to some other media, um, yeah. and and that they are now hopefully in a in an MPG or on a website somewhere. Um, if you could, Ray, if you see us, see yeah. Ray clear, if you could uh, point us in the direction of the uh, original clips, uh, we, we be would great. be eternally grateful, and I'm sure our, our listeners will be will be fascinated. And of course, in terms of motivation, um, if he if he had come up like done this fraudulently, then it's in his interest to say, well, actually, it's a recreation because it keeps the whole thing, it keeps momentum. Nobody sues him for mm. having provided. Um, fraudulent footage yeah. um so yeah I, I can see i can see how easy it is for people to but i'm i just think there's too many unanswered questions yeah, so it's, it's a clever double bluff it's a kind of you know we're claiming to solve a mystery or expose a mystery but actually we're just like adding another layer to it yes um like i say i think i do think that there's been some original footage that he's seen um though uh, that that he's based all this on. Um, so yeah, so between the two of us, the jury's out. Um, yeah. I'm perhaps more closer to the middle of this uh, than you, but yeah. Um, but what do you think, listeners? As ever, we want to hear your thoughts, your opinions um, on the alien autopsy. Do let us know by the usual manner. I can't even say it properly. Do let us know <laughs> by the usual. Tongues. It's a miracle. Do, le- <laughs> do let us know by the usual means, Twitter and Facebook, by searching Aliens Explored, or you can visit us at aliensexplored.com. And if you enjoyed listening to this, then please leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcast, be it Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Pandora or wherever. Um, leaving us a review helps other people to find this podcast as well Um, don't forget to join us next time when we will be posing the same question that David Bowie asked (laughs) is there life on Mars I'm looking forward to it one to look forward to there we are in the meantime keep watching that old celluloid footage of the skies take care see you soon Aliens Explored is a Fecal Films production in association with Juicy Falls. Music by Darren Mafucci and editing by Stu Jackson. Find us on Twitter or Facebook by searching Aliens Explored or visit us on aliensexplored.com.